Welcome to the New Dawn Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lusht. This podcast started off being about highlighting incredible people in my community who are making changes, standing up for truth, and helping us find freedom in this lifetime. But what I've come to realise is that this podcast is also much more than that. It's an opportunity for us to explore what it means to be alive right now and to create positive change within ourselves, our families and our communities. I'm exceptionally passionate about breaking free from the destructive patterns in our lives that have kept us anchored to intense experiences and goodness knows I've had enough of those for many lifetimes. And in order to do that, we need to change our habits, our neural programming and how we approach living this life. Because let's face it, how humans have been living up until now is the ultimate expression of consumption until there's only dirt and destruction left. But I have hope. I have so much abundant hope and deep desire to create positive change. And I want to dedicate this podcast to exploring our way through and creating lives that have purpose, meaning, joy, and a deep connection to our spiritual selves and each other. This doesn't mean that you have to identify as spiritual to listen to this podcast, but what you will find is that the people and the conversations that take place will naturally invite you to find more life and more light within. The tools, the methods, the ideas that are explored are ones that you can contemplate for yourselves and they're also ones that I use with my coaching clients that help to reframe and transform limiting self-beliefs and life experiences every day. If you're stuck and you keep repeating the same self-sabotaging patterns over and over and feel trapped by your mind, then reach out and let's have a chat. I offer online programs designed to help you heal as well as one-to-one coaching that focuses on breaking free from old destructive patterns and creating a positive relationship with yourself and your life. To find out more, you can reach me on my website at www.dawnlish.com or Instagram at at underscore. This week, I welcome Rich Enyan onto the podcast. Rich is a certified personal trainer, motivational lifestyle expert, ceremonial tea and medicinal mushroom connoisseur, and founder of Enriched Superfoods, which is an online shop dedicated to clean living with intensity and integrity. In his early 20s, Rich overcame a malignant cancer, which planted the seed of health and healing deep in his heart. Rich has more energy than I could possibly ever comprehend and is truly a man who creates a positive and many uplifting connections wherever he goes. And if I was to guess his human design profile, he would probably be a generator. Rich is currently serving tea and mushroom ceremonies around the UK and he has also co-authored a soon-to-be-launched book. In our conversation, we talk about the power and healing properties of medicinal mushrooms and how sitting in ceremony with tea every day can fundamentally change your life. So without further ado, here's Rich. Hi Rich, welcome to the New Dawn podcast. How are you? Hi Dawn, Uh, very well, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, excited to have a little chat about... I know what we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> <laughs> Life, love and the universe, Rich. How about that? Yeah. 
Um, where yeah, are you yeah. at the moment? You just said you're in a church, a converted church. Yeah, I'm in uh, Burton-on-Trent. In uh, I have to give these guys a little mention. It, it's called uh, Trinity, the Trinity. And there's an awesome guy here called Steve who uh, converted this church into its kind of offices and um, there's like a hairdresser's and that kept... I mean, it, was, it was like regulated as he did the, the the transition and he's just kept it so beautiful. And it's, yeah, it's basically a massive converted uh, Methodist church. So it looks it's, it's nice. Not that our mm. listeners will be able to see that, unfortunately, but I, oh. looking at you, I can see it. It looks lovely. So, Rich, <laughs> we met, let's see, was it about three or four years ago at a Mind, Body, Spirit event? Was it that long ago? It was, like yeah. It's, it's about three or four years ago. That's a while. Yeah, that is a while. Yeah. And what Seems I like yesterday. Well, yeah, there's been a lot happened in that time, hasn't there? Um, yeah. Let's see. We first met and started talking about tea because you're, you were selling tea, amongst other things, at the Mind, Body, Spirit event. And I'm a big fan of tea, especially um, tea that's not out of a bag. And... Um, you were, we were, we started talking about tea and tea ceremonies and all that kind of stuff. So, can you start off telling me a little bit about you and your relationship to tea? How you came across it? What's it? What's it all about? What does it do? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I love it. It's a good question. <laughs> it, it's funny. Like when I when I hear the question, I'm thinking, imagine if this like imagine the. The conversations that happen in the world, the podcasts that happen. So tell me about your relationship with your your mother, your father, your <laughs> daughter. Tell me about your relationship with tea. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's true though, right? Yeah, yeah. How much time do you spend with each other? Do you talk much? <laughs> are you very good at listening? <laughs> How does tea treat you when, you, when you're angry? <laughs> Those are all valid questions. I would like to know the answer. Aren't they? And that's the that's the beautiful thing about tea is because it is that it is a relationship and it is uh it is communication it's you know uh, there's this the tea master called wuda beautiful man and um one of the things that he would always say in the tea ceremonies was first we drink tea for the feeling and secondly for the taste and uh it, <laughs> it makes me laugh so much because when i say it something happens inside because I've said it a lot and I've heard it a lot. And what, you know, when you kind of have, you like, you hear a familiar song or you have a, f- a familiar smell, it kind of brings back these feelings and these memories. And as I say that my body just fills with joy and love. It's so nice. And, and it's thinking like it, it, on the surface, someone might think, well, what is that? Just an excuse for bad tasting tea. <laughs> we drink it for the feeling first. Oh no, ignore the bad taste, ignore the bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a, it's a communication, and that's what the feeling is leaning into. So, yes, we taste it, and it might taste perhaps sweeter or bit more bitter, or um, it might sit in certain parts of the mouth for longer, or certain flavors might sit in certain parts of the mouth for longer. And that's that's all communication as well. It's like the, the, the tea goes to the tongue, to the brain, and then speaks with the organs, uh, the gut, and then... And then, depending on how far you want to go into what existence is and how we how we live and what's happening within the physical body and outside, 
the chi energy, the life force energy, the communication there. And so the feeling, the feeling in, is it, is it, do you feel it in the mouth more? Do you feel it in the head? Is it an upward movement? Is it a downward grounding movement? Can you feel it in the heart area? And so T has, has, and again, this is just things that I've learned through, through words and then through years and years and years of sitting still drinking it through feeling and, and experience. T is a relationship. It is communication. It is, it is tuning into my body and it is connecting with the, with the leaf and with the tree and the, and the earth. And, and it's, um, and as I notice how I'm speaking now, as I talk about those things, about the sensations, I can feel my soul and my, my, my heart settle. It's, uh, and, it, and it is in so many ways, like speaking like, like about a loved one, a, a partner, a family member. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, go on. Sorry. You're not just talking about tea you get off the shelf, though, are you? I mean, th- this, is, this is an altogether <laughs> different experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about the tea that you drink. So I'll tell you about the tea that I don't drink. <laughs> Firstly, yeah, okay, lean into the tea that yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get this let's get this one and zero differentiation. So you've got uh you've got the, the farming process and that's like leaning back. So you've got the, the cup, the leaf, let's go backwards a little bit. You've got um is it is it in a bag, is it loose leaf? Go back a little bit further. Where was it grown? Was it grown in India? Was it grown in China, um, or, or somewhere else? And then, how was it grown? How was the soil treated? How how were the the trees, the plants, the animals, the ecology, the farm, the farmers? Are the farm and the farmers healthy? It, when it rains there, what happens to the the soil? Does does it does it wash off fertilizers and pesticides because the tea is unorganic, or is it clean? Is it organically grown? And then going forward again from there, just on those two points, is it organic or non-organic? Bring that forward back to your cup. And then so what's going into the physical body? Is it, does it potentially have pesticide residue? Does it, or is it, is it clean? Are we getting like the vitamins, minerals, and, and antioxidants? What, what's coming forward from that? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for your heart, your, your conscience? And then, and then there's this world of, of living tea, so it's, it's tea that's not from a farm. It's tea from trees that were originally on the mountain that have perhaps been there 50 years, 100 years, 500 years, 1,000 years, go further, 2,000, 2,500-year-old tree. <laughs> and, then, and then if we lean into communication, and I love to think about this, is thinking about uh, a living being. Let's go with a living human that's, say, two and a half thousand years old because there, there are tea trees that, that live that long and that exist. And thinking about that human that's living really well in, in complete harmony with, with their surroundings, with their environment, with the, the living beings around them as the tree is. And then I, I th- if, if there was a person like that, I'd want to. I'd want to know what they've done, what they what they've been doing, what wisdom they could share. How do they live so long, so so healthily and and so well, and to be to be living the best they they have ever, still at two and a half thousand years. And that's kind of what I and and, and tea drinkers in this way lean into is 
that communication, that that life force energy from a, a, a an old living being, as we taste it, as it communicates with the brain, the organs. It's um, it's a it's a it's a different. I'm touching here, like it's, it's around my heart. It's in the feeling. It's the it's the feeling sensation of of what comes from that being. So yeah, that's the kind of tree and tea that you drink. I love it. Um, there's something so I, I have a very romantic view of life. You know, I, I love finding the beauty and the romance within my acts, what I do and how I communicate and relate to the universe and to life, to Mother Earth. And my daily ritual and ceremony is important to how I bring that into my day, too. So um, let's say I think it must have been back in 2012 when I came across uh, our fellow friend Rich Roll <clears throat> and yeah, yeah. he interviewed Wuda uh, on his podcast and that's oh, amazing when, yeah and that's where I started to hear about living tea and being in ceremony every morning in stillness with yourself with your intention for the day and with this ancient wisdom that was a almost like um, what felt like to me a, a bridge between you and the earth and the universe and bridging that gap together. And it was like, um, I guess it almost felt a little Native American Indian, like there was a celebration of the land, a celebration of, um, of the plants and the spirits that made it. Um, and I'm not sure I was entirely aware of all of those thoughts and experiences at the time I just thought oh this makes me feel nice and I like sitting with my teacup and my sauce um and my um pot and watching the leaves unfurl watching them expand and watching them uh, change and evolve when they hit the water um and what that looked like and how the taste changed from it being, you know, quite a light taste to when it's been seeping for a while into a more mature and stronger taste. And that whole experience to me was just, and still is, still is absolutely now such a beautiful place to take me into stillness. But does that resonate? Is that a reflection a little bit of how you feel as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's, it's definitely a, a connection with the the land it's one of the things I, I hear a little bit in, in listening to other podcasts is people speaking about the disconnection between like light pollution and like looking up at the stars so as well as the as well as the ground as well as the earth as well as connecting with the bowl and that stillness that physical earthly moment of, of peace it's also connected me with stars, moon, sun, and, and I don't know what the right word is, but planets, bizarrely. <laughs> and more so recently, and just reflecting on, on that, on like, on, okay, 100 years ago, like literally just 100 years ago, 200 years ago, maybe even less, we would have had a completely different vision as we walked outside at night or, or as the sun set. And it would be a different communication between that, our eyes, and our physical body. So, yeah, like absolutely that, that with the earth, with the, and you, you probably mean that anyway as well, <laughs> with the leaf, watching it, having those moments. But it's remembering as well from here and upwards and outwards. And yeah. You see those little, sorry. 
you've seen those little um the video clips it's so, so good for perspective it's like moon mars earth bigger bigger then there's like a black hole and it just gets bigger and be exponentially bigger and then <laughs> keep zooming out i watched one last night uh, <laughs> love those for a little brain reset wow okay remember that <laughs> yeah let's bring some perspective i like that well i mean i guess uh and this is something uh some of my friends and i are talking about and reflecting on quite a lot in the, at the moment is especially with everything else that's happening on around all of us at the moment, all the craziness or the uncertainty or the drama or the whatever is how do we connect uh, to something that's greater than this experience to help bring guidance in to knowing to direction, perhaps um, support and, you know, things like that. And that again is speaking to what you were just saying is like, it comes back into the still moment, in that still point, in this now moment when you're in in communion with the tea, um, you have access to above and below. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So did you go... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, like because like, like it is nice and warm at the minute as we're having this beautiful summer moment, it's like as we stand outside, the, the skin changes colour. <laughs> the body starts making different things, new, new, whatever, vitamins, different hormone balances within the, the physical body. And, yeah, sitting, sitting and drinking and thinking about, oh, yeah, this, this, was on a, this leaf was on a tree. And the tree grew because the sun was shining on it. And, it. and it tastes like this and it feels like this because of the amount of time the sun or moon or stars were on this tree. And the can go even further like thinking about the planetary alignments during the the life of that tree and then think about that through a two and a half thousand year cycle (laughs) the the cycles that a two and a half thousand year old tree has experienced that we in this form have never felt (laughs) yeah it's it's, it's beautiful that is wild i love it um so what how did you first get into tea then rich well, actually, it was um, it was it was uh, an awesome guy called Colin Huden and uh, and Wuda in Los Angeles. So they were there, um, and you were there. Yeah, is that right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live in. Um, I mean, it was, I used to live in Venice Beach. It was beautiful, <laughs> and uh, in in actually in um, like Marina del Rey, Venice Beach area, there's a, a school of traditional Chinese medicine called Yosan and uh through you know how it works how you meet people through that uh suddenly I'm sat in a tea ceremony <laughs> uh in a, a a beautiful home in Venice Beach and I'm being served tea and I'm like oh By my Buddha god this is... and Colin both of them N- not not at that point but but later on, Wooda came and did a few. I was there for about three, four years, and each year he would come out and and do courses and serve and. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of started like I, my, my initial introduction to it was I think it was like through Men's Health magazine or something. Drink green tea, fat burning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want that. I want to do fat burning. Cool. <laughs> Drink green tea, energy. Yeah, sounds good. And um, green tea actually does have quite a lot of studies on it for that world so it, it is a lot of tea is really well studied as well show and um, but anyway 
uh, that, that was my kind of uh, intro into it. And then when I got to the States after a few years of just drinking kind of green tea, uh, in fact, yeah, let's go down this little route. So I was in, um, in Whole Foods in the tea aisle in uh, East, uh, sorry, West Hollywood. And I'm looking at the tea and I'm, I was looking at the different green teas and I was like, yeah, that's good, that's good. I was about to get one. And this guy stood next to me and he goes, you want to get this one? And it's the first time I'd actually heard of Pu'er tea. And he goes, get this one. He picked it off the shelf and he, he passed it to me. And uh, we chatted for a little bit and he's telling me why. And I was like, okay, cool. And I think I might have got that tea then or not. I can't really remember. And he, he gave me his card and he says, oh, I'm a trainer here. If you ever want a session, just, uh, just take my card, give me a call. And I'd been in Hollywood for a few months then. I kind of got the, the, the feel for what, what the vibe was like in that, uh, in that, that sense of networking, Took, put it away. Three months later, I went into a, a little area, uh, the, I can't think what it's called now. I want to say Larchmont Village, but it was, it's not Larchmont. Um, this kind of area of shops and they've got some Wi-Fi. And I went in and I'm sat there. And I, uh, sorry, I, I walk in and there's this group of people. This is three months after uh, this gent handed me his card. And uh, they were very smart. They were like sort of in their 70s, 80s. The guys had got dicky bows and jackets and they were very, very smart. I remember that like, vividly. But it was one of those moments where I was like just pulled over to them, like drawn over to them. There was a, a feeling in my, my body, in my torso that said, move that way. <laughs> so I just walked over to them to the group table. There's like eight of them. I said, hey, what are you guys doing? And they said, uh, uh, we're having a meeting. I was like, oh, Sorry, sorry to interrupt. And I just said, oh, have a, have a nice meeting. I walked around the corner, sat down, got on my work. About 15 minutes later, two of the, the ladies came around and sat either side of me. And one said to me, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I've got this food blog and I'm traveling and just kind of settling in. And she just said, without a blink of an eye, she said, oh, you need to speak to Jeff. You go speak to Jeff. And I was like, all right. He's like, yeah, he's, he trains these celebrities. He's been here years. He's a good guy. You, you'll get on. You, you, you'll get on. You need to speak to Jeff. <laughs> All right. So long story short, turns out Jeff was the guy that I bumped into in Whole Foods in the tea oh, aisle. No that said, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And we ended up meeting up and then we spent years writing a book together. Yeah, so we just we kind of followed the impulse. We followed the energy. And I think it, it, in the conversations we've had since, because we've known each other now, I don't know, seven or eight years i think that he would have had some sort of impulse or, or reason however far you want to go into that kind of world again he, he just felt it and he's like okay i'm going to speak to this guy in the tea aisle and um yeah so that'll be launched in a few months actually oh what's your but, book on uh it's on health it's on energy it's on choice uh, it's on freedom from dieting it's uh non-dogmatic it's uh it's tuning into the sensations, the feelings within, and it's coming from experience, both of us, of, of living in dogmatic food worlds and <laughs> restriction. and uh, Yeah. Because you're that, really into that, health yeah. and keeping yourself healthy and fit, aren't you? Yeah. I, Is that yeah, something you've always been into? Yeah, I mean, I was, a, I was an obese kid, so I kind of got the emotional uh, hit at that point of like, oh, if I want to, again, my interpretation of it was if I want to, feel better and have a, a healthier life i've got to get healthier and figure it out and so at sort of 17 16 17 i started training it's like oh this feels good <laughs> and kept following that oh yeah this feels really good i keep training keep keep 
and then made many errors along the way. And then finally kind of finding a balance of, um, of knowing that it's, it's always waves. There's waves of higher fitness, higher strength, lower fitness, lower strength in and out of that kind of that flow. So yeah, that was my introduction to tea. Sorry. And then, yeah, just, just to close that bit off and then through that, um, got onto Twitter, I was hashtag, uh, typing in, where's the hashtag tea in LA? Where's the good hashtag tea? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then suddenly bump into all these beautiful doctors of Chinese medicine because uh, tea originally was a medicine. Um, um, uh, this just beautiful community there and, and spent years and years learning and, and drinking and for a little bit living with the doctors of Chinese medicine. Uh, lots of ceremonies from, from Wuda. And then now years and years of serving as well. I love serving. It's, it's a, That's kind of one of the most rewarding things is being able to hold a, hold a ceremony and guide people through little stories and yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful. I, I love how it's a, a weaving, winding energy that seems to be takes us places where um, we don't ever really know what the end point, end point is. But even so, we're just going along for a ride. And, you know, I love the idea that tea uh, gives us a, a wider perspective of it all, especially if it's been there for 2,000 years. It can, you know, one year means not a lot to a, a big tea bush does it or small tea bush are they big or are I mean, they small well i mean it depends what you mean by big or small but <laughs> <laughs> the, the thousands of year old ones they're like like they can be like massive tree trunks like huge trees oh right uh, yeah yeah and that the, the younger farmed kind of bush trees they're a bit smaller kind of like hedges and I think they're they're kind of more controlled for ease of picking as well. So I, I think if you if you give the, the tree enough space and, and nourishment or opportunity, they they do they grow. Mm-hmm. So I love yeah, that. Yeah. And it, it is like like that in itself. Like I hear these things that just kind of come out. It's like if you give it enough space and nourishment, it'll just grow. It's just the same for humans. You nourish, you just create the space. <laughs> we grow. We connect. We grow. We learn. Uh, I just couldn't agree more. That's absolutely spot on. And I see so many um, reflections of my own personal journey and transformation out in nature. And the reflection is so, and again, I'm going to use this really romantic way of looking at it because it feels really romantic. Is it, it feels so perfectly made and so beautiful, This the reflection that comes back. So in my garden recently, I, I have... Um, a really stunning rose bush um, full of really they're, they're just yellow roses but they smell like heaven they they are they can transport a mood into a higher mood just by sniffing it it is incredible and as I could see them starting to flower and then open up and slowly open up and bloom it occurred to me that you know, and this isn't a new thought, nobody's having a new thought here, but the idea that this very, very, very tiny bud had no idea of how beautiful it was going to end up and how super smelling it was going to be. And yet all of that experience was contained within its potentiality in that small bud to start off with. That just blows my mind. I love that so much. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's isn't awesome. It? Isn't it? We can like we we can receive that smell and feel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Nice. 
and it, yeah, it's like it, it 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 didn't know. That's like the whole kind of um, what is it, acorn oak tree, right? As well. Exactly. That's just mind blowing. Like like really thinking about how like how big an acorn is, and then looking at the trees that come out of them. I know it's nuts. Literally, it's nuts. Never oh. mind. Sorry, that was terrible. I just did a mum joke. Um, so if somebody wanted to start off with their tea and their tea ceremony, how, what would that look like? What would you suggest? How would you guide somebody into that space? Well, the first thing I would say is is choose an organic tea. Like you want organic clean tea, really, at the least. Like an off-the-shelf thing. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if for accessibility, there's like a, there's like a line, right? That you know, if you want to go optimal, it's like okay, take a trip to take a trip to Yunnan and <laughs> go and sit with the trees, and yeah, okay, hang on a minute, let's start with. Uh, if you're drinking non-organic, then you know you can choose organic builder's tea. Mm-hmm. If you're drinking it with with milk or oat milk or whatever you're drinking it with, then maybe try it just with water. Like just try and really taste the tea, really feel that tea. And and what water are you using? So get the get those those sort of two or three fundamentals to start with. Organic clean tea at least. If you can get some living tea or some from aged trees, beautiful. Get your water clean. So filtered is is you know it's going to be a step up from just tap water. Um, if you can, if there's a spring near you, like in there's quite a lot of areas around the UK that do. Um, yeah, collect that. And that in itself is an experience, isn't it? Like carrying it and choosing it and tasting the water. Uh, and, and a lot of places now are, are offering uh, spring water in glass bottles, like in, soup, in supermarkets, Waitrose, uh, Sainsbury's. So that's like another world. Um, although it's in plastic, which is not ideal, you've got Ashbeck from Tesco, which is a cheap option, but has been, I've seen it tested and there's quite a few YouTube videos actually. It's, Ashbeck's a very clean water, okay. so not ideal because it's in plastic, but does does come out very clean in the test. So tea, water, uh, and then you've got your, your heating source. Like what are you heating in it? Is, is it a, a plastic kettle or have you got a glass kettle? Um, have you got – can you do it in a sto- on the stove? Uh, like having a look at the, the heat source and, and the, the actual kettle that's being used. So those basics would be the very first place I'd start. Can and, I – what – sorry. Yeah. What – why are those things important to you, do you think? Good, good question. Uh, I think why I've gone straight to those things is because if I'm going to take a moment of stillness and peace to appreciate tea, I want to know that the thing that's going into my body, the thing that I'm drinking or eating is, is I'm just kind of looking here, so I've got my, like, this is a glass bottle of water. When I drink water, yeah, right? So I, I'm going to firstly choose in glass and then if i'm like dying of thirst then I'll, I'll go to the next best thing so if i've got the options available i can choose organic tea i can choose clean water that hasn't got bits added it hasn't got you know extra fluoride or, or whatever else might be in there um and i know that if i if i say someone's boiling their water in a plastic kettle there's a risk of leaching into the the water so i want my basic raw materials to be clean and to know that when i sit down for a little moment that physical uh tea beverage is going in is is the the best it, best it can be with the resources i've got in that at that moment so 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know, a lot of those things are not that complicated. Like you've made the the suggestions really accessible. Um, Even if the like, I'm not a fan of plastic kettles at all whatsoever. Mm. Like for you, uh, like you say, they um, do have a tendency to leach uh, the plastic into the water, which is a massive hormone disruptor, and we really as little as we can do for that then the better but it's not that difficult to get like a stain in an interim period before you whilst you're choosing what to do to get a stainless steel saucepan and just boil it up in there like that's a simple thing to totally. do and that lasts forever like those things are indestructible aren't they because i did yeah. have a glass kettle not so indestructible when you drop it on the floor they, yeah 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 i uh... <laughs> Once at an event, I got my I got my chaga ready in the glass kettle, so full of chaga chunks. Chaga's a, a, a mushroom. If anyone listening that doesn't know, I think you're a chaga drinker, aren't you? I think. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I've not tried. I've only oh. tried it at your event. Yeah. Oh, uh, come I, on. Okay, I okay. No, but I, right. uh, I, yeah, I, I have it in my smoothies, but not as a tea. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's another world to lean into we'll as well. We'll talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and yeah, I'd, 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 for some stupid reason, I'd put my glass kettle full of beautiful chaga liquid that I've been boiling for a few weeks and building up. I'd added chunks into it. I put it in the footwell of my car. <laughs> so I jumped into the car and put my foot through the glass kettle. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'd got trainers on, so that was at least it wasn't flip-flops like normal. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a danger. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was anyway. really sad. Yeah, yeah you know. I'm pretty good with loss like that at the minute. Well, I mean, we'll come into that again as well. So hang on. Uh, you, yeah, practicalities. Yeah, stainless steel pan, um, glass kettle, awesome. Even an electric glass kettle, like that's, you know, it's fine. So yeah, good. That's how I'd start. And then once you've got some of the, even before, but ideally once you've got those bits started, just sit down for a minute, set a timer, 10 minutes, Okay, I'm going to drink a couple of bowls of tea, three bowls of tea, or maybe 15 minutes, and uh, I'm not going to say anything for that time. Phone is off. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to communicate with anyone. Having these minutes to sit still, taste the tea, feel the feelings. That's it. And then it's not up to me to say anymore. It's up to whoever it is that's listening to give it a go and see how much peace or chaos or chaos into peace or peace into chaos they experience. (laughs) Or peace into peace. Well, yeah, that would be nice. Um, I heard Ruda say once that the greatest thing that we can do for ourselves is have a cup of tea in between tasks to create that pause, you know, instead of rushing around like headless chickens, which I could be really good at. Like I could make that an actual thing. Um, Being a headless chicken between tasks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Um, but actually just taking that pause, even just for five minutes between, let's say, making dinner and then going to pick up your kids from school or uh, waking up in the morning and then uh, getting the rest of the household up or whatever it is, just having those five minutes to allow for reflection, allow for some mindfulness, mindfulness, allow for, okay, well, how, how you know, how did that go? What was that like? Instead of that autonom- auto, uh, what word am I looking for? Autonomic, auto- automatic. 
Yeah, automatic programming, which just means you're going on and on and on and on. And then you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, God, that was intense. And now I'm just going to eat because I feel like I need to deserve something to help myself feel better. I'm just reflecting on an experience that I've had over and over again yeah. in my life. You know, <laughs> does sound familiar. <laughs> Sorry, so, someone's just coming in. It's okay. Where would you get? So, in terms of tea um, and drinking the tea, is there a specific way you need to do that? Or very specific. It has to be these hands. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, I'll come to that. Okay. I want to just say one more thing on what you just said there. So that space, so it's, yeah, having the little gap, a few minutes, whatever it is, however long you get, take the gap and then pause and then refresh, control, alt, delete, and then pick up the kids, clear my energy, still, still myself, still the soul, still the being, still the body, still the whatever's going on here and then communicate with the next person. And then how that practice of like taking that little moment for yourself that is also for everybody else. It's not just for you, it's, it's for everybody. Because if I go rush, 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 hey, come on kids, let's go, hey, how are you doing? It's that build up and then ah, more likely to react. Right. And, and, and then by practicing that, it becomes more, my experience is it becomes more real time so someone might say something because something might happen and instead of the automatic instant, ah, shut up, <laughs> or that's bad, or, or even, the, even without even saying it, the physiological response, it's helping create a space there as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, in my experience, how I'm able to connect more deeply with loved ones with, with with friends with strangers is like okay yeah before i experience road rage can i <laughs> can i train myself not to have the trick not to feel the trigger and, and go as quickly as possible or almost instantly to maybe they're trying to get to the vets because their snake hasn't shed its skin properly and they need to get it there <laughs> i don't know what but you know <laughs> yeah I think um, I call that the pause, not, you know, that that's, yeah, that's a very accurate way of <laughs> describing exactly, you know, that, that pause in between uh, uh, um, reaction and then what comes out of you in that way. Um, I think that's possibly if there was one thing that I would love for everybody to learn is the act of pausing the act of non-reaction, um, because the sense of empowerment you can get from taking back control of your own energetic vomit and not passing it out to everyone around you uh, and then having to deal with the outcome or fallout of that. And then knowing that in that moment, you get to choose how you show up today, show up in this moment, show up in your relationship, show up with your husband, your wife, your child, your, you know, your cat, your dog, you know, whatever it is to, to be able to have that moment of pausing and reflection is phenomenally important, isn't it? And I love yes. this idea how tea if we've never had the awareness or experience of having those pauses, can start to become a habit creator, like um, yep. uh, yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. It is because it, it's funny seeing you know the kind of the commercial blogs and the uh, the well, if you take this existing thing that you do in your life and upgrade it to this, then you, it's an easier way to access the. And it's true. It, I, I get a little kind of a oh, kind of shudder when I see it communicated in that way. But whatever, it's awesome. It's it's reaching people. But exactly that. It's like something we do every day anyway. Maybe it's tea. Maybe it's someone's coffee or hot chocolate, or even if it's water. Someone might be listening to this thinking, I don't even drink tea. It's what a rubbish drink. <laughs> it's summer. And uh, I still drink tea through the summer, of course. Um, yeah, it's taking that thing that we do already and adding a little extra mindfulness, kind of kind of going a little deeper into the, the already existing. Um, and that can be for everything with, again, like you're saying, uh, with the partner, with the pet, with the, the driving the deeper but tea tea is a is a safe simple and very nourishing accessible way to to practice mindfulness that's in essence what we're saying here mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah. i love it but tea's not your only passion is it like you're a multi-passionate person there's a lot to you isn't there rich um, multi-passion i think to everybody right <laughs> yeah but i think you're very what comes across to me is that you're very passionate about quite a few things so for example um mushrooms yes you're very passionate about mushrooms can you tell me a little bit about about what your passion about mushrooms is yes i can uh i do i think they're one of the most magnificent things ever <laughs> uh, Again, it, it, when I moved over to the States, that, that's where I was exposed to a lot of this information. Uh, these, these foods, these, these ways of living, mindfulness, meditation, and how it supports the, the physical and, the, and, and the, the spiritual experience. And, and mushrooms, they've been used and, and enjoyed for thousands of years, like tea has, like tea leaf, Camellia sinensis. And these mushrooms, like I mentioned earlier, like chaga, reishi, lion's mane, uh, cordyceps, agaricus, turkey tail. They're so beautiful. And the names are so fun as well. Um, maitake. They, they have a, a function in the physical body. And they all kind of have like this similar world of immune support. And I, I'm very fascinated with immune support because I, I forget this, gratefully, that I forget it. Is in my early twenties, I had a malignant tumor in my shoulder as well. And, oh wow! Yeah, I don't know if this, are we doing a video. Or is it just sound? It's just sound, so but I can see that. Can wow! See it, yeah. yeah, you're showing me your scar on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I had a had a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> Literally, I love it. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was a little uh, a little message, a little malignant tumor that popped up, and. And I remember laying on the bed in between operations. Luckily, I didn't have to have chemo or radiotherapy, but I remember laying on the bed thinking, huh, I kind of got something really wrong to be at this point. <laughs> How old were you? Early 20s, so maybe wow. 21, something like that. And, it, and I remember it like that because I, I remember not thinking, oh, my God, look what's happened to me. It was really, it was a really empowering thought of, look, I must have got something really wrong here to be at this point, lay on that bed after those operations. And 
going forward from there, I was like, okay, I'm going to, again, kind of like with being the, the overweight kid, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. Digging deeper, digging deeper, digging deeper, looking out, opening, lifting my head up, looking around. Okay, where, looking around, going inside. And one of the things that was really clear, really, really clear, was that medicinal mushrooms, specifically when I first got introduced to them, chaga was a really profound thing to be consuming for me at that time. And, and throughout life, that, that, that there's, there's like you've heard about the seasons of life, not just the weather patterns. Uh, like, okay, so it's summer now, so we're eating like lighter meals, uh, more uplifting foods, nothing, not like root vegetables, not heavy soups that are downward movement like in winter or autumn, more of this uplifting. So similar with teas, similar with mushrooms. And then similar to the, the, the weather, the, the weather patterns outside is the seasons within life and the seasons within life in which mushrooms speak to that part of the physical experience. And so when I first got into mushrooms, Chaga just went, hey, drink me. <laughs> and, and what does Chaga do? So Chaga is anti-cancer, it's immune support, it's antiviral, it's antibacterial, um, it's high in melanin, so supports skin health. Uh, and this was another another reason why I think it was speaking to me particularly at that time. It's about um, decalcifying the pineal gland, oh, right. and opening the third eye. Mm-hmm. And so as I get into LA, I'm getting these messages. I'm meeting this guy in the tea aisle. Then I meet his neighbors that say, you got to meet this guy. <laughs> and then I'm in this apartment and the, I was gifted this apartment for a few months. And there's just these beautiful things happening. Then I bump into the tea guys and then... <laughs> Sounds like the wow, Celestine okay. Prophecy. Did you ever read that book? I did read it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it literally it literally was like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like the more, I guess, with my own experience, the more I kind of got out of my own way and didn't think about things and cleared myself and was able to tune into those feelings and sensations more, I was able to follow the path, follow the map, uh, follow the, the messages, the impulses uh it is it's really fascinating and and so chaga being one that helps clean the pineal gland so opening more like removing the layers of of there's a little sound in the background isn't there um removing the layers of of whatever i'm doing this like the shells that are put were put upon me through whatever childhood. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. burning that off and chaga is one that is reputed to support with that so it was like three years every day I drank chaga. It's just nice. <laughs> and then and then finding out more about reishi. So reishi is more about heart opening. It's associated with the heart meridian in in the in the body, in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, so many other things, but and that's what I'm drinking here. Actually, I'm drinking cacao with with reishi. Um, feeling the sensations of these of these teas of these mushrooms so that's one of the stories that Ruda tells and and i remember vividly is is at some point tea will speak to you and when i first heard that i was like oh yeah okay (laughs) cool (laughs) i'm just gonna go back to my deadlifts and uh i got i got like 140 at the minute i'm gonna lift some more weight (laughs) T's going to speak to me, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> it properly spoke to me. Do you remember and, the moment? Uh, I do remember the moment, yeah. 
it was actually it was actually before then it was actually in london in a, a shop called t smith and i'd had gastroenteritis for about three days four days mm. so my whole system was cleared i'd only really had water that whole time and uh i went in and i'd been drinking tea there a little bit and they said to me oh what, what would you like i said i had a few days of uh cleansing involuntary cleansing <laughs> i'm gonna rebuild <laughs> and the lady there she said oh you drink some show i was like, all right cool whatever it's kind of a bit delirious still at that time at that moment it was a 2008 show and I drank it, and I drank it, different, more steepings, more steepings, fresh leaves, fresh leaves. Two or three hours it was on a, I think it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And it was in Spittle, well, it was in Spitalfields Market in London. Been there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've been there? Okay, Yeah, okay. yeah, awesome. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. Right? Uh, and I left the tea shop at the time yeah. about 5, 5.15 as people were leaving work. And I remember standing up. And my stomach just started to feel really good. It's like, oh, feels nice. <laughs> Something happening here. <laughs> and just a side note with it is, Chopuer is it, it, they have a, a support in the fermentation process. So Chopuer means green or raw, and it can either be young, like a twenty, say sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, young green Chopuer from Puer in, in Yunnan in China, uh, or, or it could be left to ferment for. 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, 70, 70 years is when they say that it kind of reaches a, a, a maturation, it's fermentation. Chopuer came about to support the, the, the speed of this fermentation process. Right. And so they add past batches of bacteria. It's, it's kept in under thermal blankets for periods of time to help it ferment. And so if you think of fermented foods, fermented tea, we can draw the parallel between gut health and at that time, I wasn't really thinking in those things. I was just thinking, I need to drink some tea. Um, and it starts to feel really good, really good. And the feelings are going up, up, up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's really nice. <laughs> and I'm walking through Spitalfields, and I'm like at 95%, 99% ecstasy, orgasmic sensations from my body. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like in my early 20s at this point again. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Just from tea, that's wild. Just I love it. from tea, yeah. That's awesome. And, and, and so I think that was one of the things Wuda may have been leaning towards. Tea will speak to you. She'll speak to you. Mm. And at the time, I just thought, oh, my God, that was mad. <laughs> and then years later, doing Vipassana, the silent meditation retreat, mm. and experiencing psilocybin and ayahuasca as well, mm. it, it's all, for me, it's, those sensations are all in the same world. That fermented tea, that that tea drinking experience where I'm walking through spittle fields, psilocybin, different moments with that, ayahuasca ceremony, there's, and, and also vipassana, so taking everything away. No tea, no, like hardly any, a lot less food, meditation all day, every day. Take it all away and the body was still producing those orgasmic sensations in that same world of when whilst introducing and and speaking with uh, one specific doctor of chinese medicine on that he, he when i spoke to him about those as i've just said there those experiences he kind of said oh yeah that kind of sounds like why people speak of psilocybin and ayahuasca as 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 spiritual leaps or kind of 
accelerating awakening in a in a in a being. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I get that. I hear that. Yeah. So I've no idea what your question was, but that's where we got to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I was just think, it was I was just thinking that at some point when you're having conversations with people, there's um it feels to me like the questions are less important. There's more like a just a I don't even know how to describe it really. There's just like a wavelength that sort of happens, and then you're like, "What? Where were we? What was that about?" I was just, yeah, 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 yeah. that was curious. Um, so we were talking about mushrooms. And we're talking about your love of mushrooms. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Reishi took us on that sidestep. Reishi from the heart meridian, heart chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking of the mushrooms, chaga, lion's mane. Let's go straight back into it. <laughs> uh, they, they all, they all are. Um, they're all revered or respected or known to have certain immune support properties, specifically chaga, chaga, reishi, turkey tail. They're kind of like the most commonly spoken of. And then we can go into, into uh, maitake, into shiitake. And they all have other kind of superpowers. So chaga, as I kind of mentioned about supporting the, the cleaning of the pineal gland, about skin health, um, about that third eye opening world, reishi, immune support plus heart opening. And there are, there are numerous studies on, on um, uh, breast cancer, uh, turkey tail, immune support, also leaning into helping um, people going through breast cancer. Then cordyceps into energy so you've got immune support plus energy lung respiratory um lion's mane lion's mane yeah brain function clarity focus um maitake is immune support and then also you're looking at micronutrient absorption in a certain part of the digestive system so you've got like these these beautiful mushrooms that are about immune support and have a superpower it's awesome (laughs) I love so exciting! That. That's awesome. And, and 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 I think because of my earlier experiences in life, whatever for better or worse, whatever they were, I was just like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Look at these things, well studied, thousands of years of traditional use, and now for myself, eight or nine years of physical experience with them. I used to get a chest infection every year without fail. I'd do a trip, I'd get a chest infection. I'd like perhaps have. Too many, I did Thai boxing for quite a while. Too many high intensity boxing sessions in the winter in air conditioning, chest infection, like weeks out. Haven't had one since I started drinking chaga. Mm. Now, like I've spoken to nurses about that, and some of the skeptical ones say, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Could be, could be coincidence. Well, I'm going to go with probably is the mushrooms, (laughs) but also can entertain. The possibility that it has nothing to do with mushrooms because otherwise i become dogmatic it's the mushrooms <laughs> Look, that's a really really good point i think i've wavered in and out of being dogmatic in my life and uh, now i find myself a lot less attached to most things there's still some things uh, i'm working on and you know i really do appreciate them as allies in this um journey that i'm on um, and I do very, very much see the benefits. So, like, I have a daily practice of drinking cacao 
Mm. Um, and I haven't thought of adding in reishi into that. That's really, oh. yeah, that yeah. sounds like it could be quite a ride. When mm-hmm. Just to be clear for our listeners, we're not talking about psychedelic mushrooms here, are we? These are completely non-mind-altering per se. However, Absolutely. What I hear when you're talking is, and maybe this is my inference. No, that's not the right word. word. I think so. Let's go with that. It's a nice word. Anyway. (laughs) We could get lost down that rabbit hole. Um, Is this idea of uh, whether or not it was chaga mushrooms that has been causing your uh, lungs to feel stronger and therefore not get a lung infection what all of these things tend to do is slow us down in some way or at least um, strengthen the connection that we have with the messages from inside of ourselves which case we don't push ourselves past the point of exhaustion and exertion and then put ourselves into a compromised immune state we rein back a little bit understand that that's not healthy that's actually counterintuitive and maybe that's where the magic of all of this is also. What do you think? Beautifully put. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like, to add? <laughs> I mean, so, so, yes, there are active compounds in the mushrooms that affect the physical body. Yes, they do exist. Yes, there are. It's PSP, PSK in turkey tail that has been studied and actually used. Uh, don't quote me on this. I, I'm almost certain it's been used in um allopathic uh, cancer treatments um so yes there are active compounds and yes there's the whole mushroom and yes there's the ah oh, now i every day have a moment and sit still <laughs> and 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 that what does that do that that perhaps takes us out of sympathetic nervous system into parasympathetic which supports the immune system so so in essence the nurse is right ah, it could be the chaga or could be <laughs> I yeah. love that. There's so much, so much to explore. And like my, my mind wants to get involved in all of this information. My mind wants to understand it all. It wants to delve deeply into the why and what for and how and all that kind of stuff and to fact check it all and all that kind of stuff. And then at a certain point, I just breathe for a little bit and I recognize that these things just feel naturally good for me. And that's the feedback loop that I want to honour more of, you know? Yes, 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 yes. So where would somebody, where would you say if somebody was curious about starting with mushrooms uh, to support where they're at right now? Let's say especially because, like, the biggest pandemic to my mind is actually stress um, and how we work with stress. Um. What would what would you suggest for somebody who's dealing with something like that? So where to start with the mushrooms? I'd, I'd start with a little bit of reading. Like I've, I've written a load of blog posts on uh, the Enrich site. So if you want to stick a link to that, that's, that'd be awesome. Um, I've done some like little basics. Uh, you know, the, like, like you're saying there, like the, the kind of stress pandemic, that, that thing, that's like key it's like it's so important for people to have a little look and go okay what's what are these few things in my life that are causing me a great amount of stress or what are the few things in my life that i'm reacting to in the the most intense way that is inflicting a stressful 
sensation within my body <laughs> and how how would i go about that is it a conversation that's needed with a partner is it um the physical location that you keep thinking about either and this is such a beautiful little phrase is is it is it change the thing or change the way i think about the thing so do i need to change my location or do i need to change the way that i appreciate my location and it, neither is right or wrong it's just that's just kind of the most practical way of dealing with it right right mm-hmm. it, is it um is it my do i need to change my car or the way i think about my car uh take that into anything or everything that you have a reaction to it's also, easy to get useful. lost in the first one though yeah, yes it is yeah yeah yeah. what you mean the physical location is that what you yeah said, you... i think it, um a natural reaction is to project outwards and to go okay what's wrong with you because that's the easiest thing for me to go, right, I'm just going to cut that off, cut you off. You know, I see this a lot in, in um, when I'm coaching and we have coaching conversations around, okay, well, I'm thinking of leaving my partner. I'm mm. like, okay, ha- hang on a second. Before we get to that stage, what, what's going on within? You know, what, what, what's causing you to get to that place of contrast between you and your partner? And let's have a little chat about that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, awesome. Love it. Little reflect yeah, yeah. there. We'll see. In first. Um, so, yeah, I, I, would, I would start reading. I would start reading, like, look at Chaga, look at Reishi, look at Lion's Mane. And also, whilst looking at those three kind of, like, intro mushrooms, is to think, okay, what do I actually, what am I going through? What am I experiencing at this moment? Is it whatever, chest infections? Is it, like, feeling closed off? Is my brain a bit slow and foggy? And then you can kind of lean into the superpower of that mushroom. So if it's it's brain fog or, or, or lack of clarity, I would lean into lion's mane. And again, this is this is not like a, a, a diagnosis because there, there could be some reason that to address with with the the brain fog or whatever else there is going on for that person. But it's looking at what you're experiencing, which of the mushrooms can support, help balance, and and come into your life to go through this season of whatever it is that you're experiencing um yeah that that's that's where i'd be looking and and also with the mushrooms specifically with reishi it's very bitter it's a very very bitter intense mushroom and so the that that one i really got into like i I love the taste now like i drink it straight into some hot water and it's such an intense feeling as well um but for most western tongs it's kind of like overwhelmingly intense so just be prepared for that. It, it's like a espresso black coffee and then some. Um, so whilst you're looking for the 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 the, the thing to, to the mushroom to support or to balance whatever you're going through, it's also to remember that there's you're not looking for a, a milkshake here. It's a <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a it's a useful functional mushroom mm-hmm. beverage. Saying that though, and maybe you can tell me if this is a wrong thing to do, uh, but I do put reishi in my smoothies. No, that's totally cool. It it depends. So okay, all right. Um, the the reason uh, you drink it in hot water is to support the absorption, right? Or add it to a coffee or a hot chocolate is because that heat, that hot tea, helps drive it into the cells. Like an okay. expansion, uh, kind of, kind of like a delivery. So, it's, okay. for example, th- think of like a tea leaf, a dry leaf. Mm-hmm. If you put cold water on it, 
it's going to take a lot longer mm -hmm. for the the extraction. Mm -hmm. You put hot water on the extraction is a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Similar in the body is like you're not extracting, you're delivering. It's like pushing it in. Um, a side note on that is chaga, reishi particularly. Um, they're very hard mushrooms. So the if you're just going to grind chaga up and put it in a smoothie, it's probably just going to go straight through. Right. Um, you want if you're going to put chaga into a smoothie, you want the the jewel extract powder, so a very fine powder that dissolves in water, in cold water. I think that's um, the one I got from you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it will have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it crumbly or is it really fine? Really fine. Perfect. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll know. You'd know. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah thinking how you drink it is, is about absorption so uh, but yeah reishi a jewel extract chaga or any of the extracts that's already been extracted from the mushroom so you are going to have a delivery you're going to get a lot of the benefit from it my personal preference is to drink it in something warm to get even more from it mm -hmm. neither if, right or wrong if i was to put that uh, reishi in my cacao uh, how much would you recommend i put in uh, the, the studies are showing around about two, two grams or so, uh, two to sort of uh, two, three grams is kind of like a serving. So I right. measure it out once. So is you that can like see a teaspoon it. or it's about a teaspoon. Okay, yeah. okay. It's about a teaspoon. Yeah. What I like to do is just measure it once and then I know, but visually and then I can just go, okay, that's it. That's about it. Like today, for example, I put a lot in this. I put like a heap tea, teaspoon of reishi and, um, and then about the same of cacao and not a huge amount of hot water, just a kind of half. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and you, you play around with it. Awesome. So um, adrenal fatigue, when I used to see um, nutrition clients just about nutrition, the, the one thing that came up time and time and time and time again was adrenal fatigue. Um, mm -hmm. Can mushrooms help with adrenal fatigue? Well, it always depends is the, is the answer. And again, not medical advice, but the, the layers and levels within it are, so you're going to sit still and drink your tea in silence, just sitting still and drinking your mushroom tea in silence is that going to support help. that. <laughs> yeah, right? <it's> true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going to chill out while you drink it? Uh, that's a good way of supporting it. Mm -hmm. um, next level up, reishi is calming. It's calming in nature. Cordyceps, uplifting, kind of more yang, push, go, go, go. Reishi, downward, calming, in, stillness, heart. Mm. So in that world, if someone's experiencing um, fatigue, adrenal fatigue, then because reishi is calming by nature, then that would be something I'd be looking at. Um, the answer is broadly... Yes, look at mushrooms and speak with your doctor if you're experiencing fatigue or adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Um, when I first got into these as well, like I, I was lifting a lot of heavy weights. That was kind of my thing. I was fighting Thai boxing and not actually having fights, but training hard all the time. And that was the thing that was missing from my, uh, my, my lifestyle was that yin, that meditation, that downward calming movement. And, and so that just being introduced to these naturally did actually naturally led me to tea meditation, which led me into Vipassana. So, so mushrooms did support, let's go the broader, broader sense of the word fatigue. 
uh, in that it, it made me slow down, made me calm mm-hmm. and sit and communicate with people differently. You know, uh, I think so many of the things that I've incorporated into my life that have brought me immense pleasure and stability have been things that have accentuated this yin energy in, mm. in, within my life, whether that's yoga, cacao, tea, walking, paddleboarding, uh, essential oils, you know, whatever it is. Oh, plants, let's not forget plants. Um, they've all been about uh, really balancing that go, push, push, go energy with this soft and more nurturing, more balanced to try and find this balance of the two within within me. Um, is that has that that sounds like it, that's been your experience too? Is that right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, totally. Push, 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 go, go, go. Okay, where am I going? I'm going to go to Colombia. I'm going to go to Argentina. Okay, let's go to Thailand. <laughs> we're training. Yeah, we're training. Let's go and train. What are we lifting? We're doing deadlifts. Let's let's do some Thai boxing afterwards. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Or cross, CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. I'll do two wads and do a Thai boxing session. <laughs> My word. It was, it was like, yeah, it was just excess, mm-hmm. excessive, excessive coming into this world of just like, oh, okay, sit still, <laughs> be calm, nourish the yin, balance. And, you know, it, it was fine in my, like, 20s and sort of up to my late 20s. And then my body started to to say, it was like, I just kind of felt that, like, oh, my God, I'm not really, I'm feeling kind of wired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can still go. But I wasn't feeling that deep, restful peace, mm. and 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 again, like timing, serendipity, whatever it was, is like just being dumped into the world of traditional Chinese medicine, living with doctors of Chinese medicine, experiencing tea ceremonies. It was like here is yin, <laughs> here is calm, here is the opposite of what you're doing. Now, have a bit. <laughs> Because if, you, if I think on the other side of it, if I had kept pushing, I still train hard, still lift heavy, still love boxing and kicking. Um, it would have been it would have been too much. My physical body would not have carried on in that way. There would have been some sort of what's the word compensation mm. that the body would have said if I hadn't listened to the messages of oh you know little meditation. And and it can you can flip it because not everybody has that that push yang yang go go energy. They might be like full on yin, hardly moving, chilling out, uh, uh, deficient kind of world. Um, deficient, perhaps not quite the right word, but sedentary. So if, if someone's very still, then something that's going to get them moving, like uplifting, a little bit more movement. So it's it's important to remember. Although we could perhaps say, generally speaking. Many people at the minute could do with a bit more calmness and, and stillness. There are people that perhaps need a rocket and get get a push on. Mm. Uh, and I, you know, I I know that um, whilst I have have had an over tendency to be quite yang in my approach to life, and you know, let's be honest, it has served me well. Um, oh yeah, right. Um, it's not appropriate anymore to be. Uh, approaching the life in that way it just doesn't work for me things are shifting and changing I've had very many signs from the universe that say no that's not your way now let's try something different and I've done it kicking and screaming sometimes but I'm here I'm doing it Um, and I think that's 
you know, um, why this beautiful ceremony that I now have with um, tea and cacao helped me to remember what this um, heart-based living, the more yin aspect feels like. And for me, that's where the motivation and the quote-unquote push comes from, because when the joy radiates out of my heart, when the ecstatic feeling of being connected to an idea, a desire, a thought, an experience that I want to do manifests, that that's the greatest, pro- pro- oh, for goodness sake, with my words today, propulsion. Uh, Good word. <laughs> that I could possibly have. There's nothing in this world that's going to stop me uh, from a, going after what makes my heart sing more than what makes my heart sing. Do you see what I mean? I do. Yes. Yes. So I love that. I love that um, we're moving away from let's go and get what our, uh, we think we need to get by push, 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 go, go, go to, okay, well, there's nothing quite like the force of this heart energy to draw you towards what you want most. Mm. Love it. Well said. Love it. Lovely, lovely. So on that note, what's hot on your heart then at the moment then, Rich? What's hot on my heart? Mm-hmm. What's lighting your boat? How many more euphemisms? Well, <laughs> you know what? I found a really nice balance with tea and the mushrooms and enriched. And now we've got, uh, I won't say that. I'm going to be serving more ceremonies. So that's going to be beautiful. I've already got a couple booked in. So getting out with people again, serving more uh I do like this phrase, actually, holding space, like being there, serving, telling stories, allowing people to to explore their own thoughts and feelings as I share those stories. So more of that, more talks. I do quite a few talks as well, so more of the talks. And um, and also, I, I don't know if you know, I'm a drummer as well. So mm-hmm. the, I'm in a couple of bands here. So we, we've been lucky enough to, to keep going. And, and so... I'm really looking forward to doing more gigs and deepening that musical expression too. And it's amazing how they both support like the, the, the work I've done. I've been drumming for 20, I don't even know how old I am, 25 years. Is that about right? 25, 25 or 26 years. <laughs> yeah. And like that, that journey, like as a teenage boy, testosterone driving and anger and it's like well you can't get angry at the drums because they, they don't like it when you're angry <laughs> don't they uh, no they do not no that's a misconception you, drums are not to be smashed and, and yeah you can hit them but if you hit them with anger it's very different from hitting them with a a, a balanced amount of power striking the drum in a controlled powerful manner versus just emotionally smashing it <laughs> mm. yeah yeah and this is quite funny, actually, as I say it out loud. I remember specifically one moment. I don't know if everyone has this kind of memory, but I can literally put myself in where I sat at the kit at like 13 years old, and I was angry about nothing, like whatever it was. Just probably having a hormonal dump. <laughs> and and um, I remember hitting the drum with anger, and it hurt me so much as I was hitting the drum with the stick. I was, got the lesson there. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not useful, hitting the drum with anger. <laughs> As I expressed the anger, it just came straight back at me. Um, mm. 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 And so, yeah, 
over the years have deepened that experience. Drum, drumming is a, is a really it's, it's deep work. It's mental work. It's physical work. It's emotional work. As things become frustrating, it's like a rhythm. I couldn't play a rhythm. It's like, oh, God, I can't play this rhythm. And then suddenly the body starts to loosen up. Pathways are starting to be created in the brain. And, and suddenly the rhythm comes to life. It's like, wow, oh, my God. When I persevered with that thing just a little bit longer, it, it suddenly became ingrained in my, in my being and I was able to express it. Um, so, yeah, so... That sounds Sorry. like another metaphor for life there, Rich. Right, yeah. There's millions. <laughs> yeah, there <are. laughs> um, So, yeah, more ceremonies, more tea, sharing, um, mushroom experiences mm-hmm. and drumming. That sounds like a full life to me, Rich. Beautiful. What about you? What have you got coming up in the next few weeks and months? Um, I am launching my arise course which is about leaning into hearing and learning about the inner strength from listening to our hearts um, Mm. and the messages that come from our hearts and finding the strength in our truth within Um, it's just a it's a six-week program um, and it's it's for people who have like me have had quite a bit of self-doubt and fear and blockers and have struggled to hear those messages but we know they're there right we know that they're there we know that there's something greater that's happening here we just need a little bit of guidance so that's what that's about and then paddleboarding I am paddleboarding as much as I possibly can I love it I'm starting my Monday morning meetings on a paddleboard at the moment and it. around here in uh, Essex, there is there's so many beautiful um, rivers uh, and canals and things like that. And Dedham is stunning. And just being out on the river um, there is otherworldly. It's like being in some sort of nature reserve with you could be anywhere, literally anywhere in the world uh, on your board. And it's just it's beautiful. So that's lovely. Isn't yeah. aren't you finding like like we've kind of we're here in England now? I've noticed like it's really nice. <laughs> the, the more I'm forced to look, the the again, there's another beautiful life metaphor. The right. more I'm forced to look, mm-hmm. the more beauty I find. It's like yeah, like literally 20 minutes down the road here, there's a quarry that looks like a little Caribbean cove in Tamworth. <laughs> I know. Fresh, uh, it's gone. Yeah. Fresh water. No, yeah, fresh water and uh, yeah. In fact, I might try and book in for this afternoon. Get out there. It's, what is it? Two p.m. almost. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I'll, I'll do a little plug. I'm also developing some new products for Enriched. So, mm-hmm. um, so Enriched I'm out, is the yeah, company en- that you own, isn't it? With all yes, your products. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly, yeah. EnrichSuperfoods.com. Yeah, so um, a, a new chocolate bar coming out. I've got three chocolate bars from two, three. Uh, heirloom Sacred Cacao from Peru. That's got the mushrooms in them. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to do a, a, new, a new bar. Um, what else is coming? I'm, I'm actually going to bring out a mushroom mix. I've been doing some research, and there's a few mushrooms that I want to combine now. So, yeah, it's um, there's a... It, it's an exciting time. It really is an exciting time. And, 
I'm really, really, really grateful for these years of, of, of all of this, of the tea meditation, of the mushrooms and, and meeting awesome people like you to have these conversations where we can explore these topics because it's, it's not, it's becoming more and more, but to be able to have a conversation like this is it's lovely. So thank you very much. I feel exactly the same way, Rich. So thank you so much, so much for your time today. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure and I will definitely point the listeners in your direction of your website so they can stock up on all of your goodies. Um, but in the meantime, thank you very much. I look forward to seeing and hearing more of you on your Instagram, which I'll also post um, in the comments. So thank awesome. you, Rich. You too. Thanks, Dawn. All right. Take care. Bye. Rich has certainly inspired me to explore the world of mushrooms in my emotional and physical journey and how they can support me going forward. Imagine putting some reishi in your morning cacao. I literally cannot wait to try that. It's absolutely marvellous that there are people who are so passionate and are following what's deep in their hearts and that we get to have these conversations together. My heart is really full. So if you want to find out more about Rich, I'll put the links in the show notes so you can contact him on his website and on Instagram. And if you want to support the podcast, please take a moment to write a review and share it with your friends and family. It is very much appreciated. And finally, if you want to keep up to date with all these conversations, my offerings and musings, then subscribe to my newsletter, which you can find on the front page of my website. And in the meantime, keep believing in yourself. <laughs>